Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. Uh, we have just uh, borne witness and you have listened to a uh, classic game of one day international cricket. It's just come to an end uh, at North Shore, the Savivian Richards Stadium in Antigua. And it is the West Indies who have got past England by four wickets. Uh, brilliant, brilliant scenes if you're a West Indies fan and if you're a cricket fan as uh, West Indies uh, sealed the win uh, with back-to-back sixes uh, from the bat of Shy Hope. First one meant he reached three figures. The second one won the match for the West Indies. And coming up here on the following on podcast, uh, reaction from TalkSport's live and exclusive coverage, which we brought to you on TalkSport 2 and also TalkSport's new cricket YouTube channel. Head to that to subscribe and get a get a lot more um, action and content from the Caribbean over the next month or so. But sit back and enjoy as Mark Butcher, Alex Tudor, and Philo Wallace bring you a, a roundup of all the action. You'll hear from Joss Butler, Shy Hope, and also Romario Shepherd. What a knock from him! Thanks for listening to the following on podcast from Talksport. And short this time, it goes mid-wicket again, and it's gone all the way again. And that is game, set and match to the West Indies. What an innings. What an innings. A low-key series, some might have said. A poor West Indian side, some might have said. A chance for England to reset, some might say. Well, they'll still be saying it because the West Indies have just bashed England chasing down a record total of 326 at the Savivian Richards ground and they have done it thanks to their captain Shea Hope. Well that's just unbelievable Butch we've seen a fantastic innings from Shea Hope the captain the leader the most experienced player within that Western inside and he's just showing everyone his quality his full team ODI 100 he's been in fantastic form and just the disdain of those last couple of sixes Butch we're outstanding. Seven balls left in the innings. I mean, you would not have said that halfway. No way. They've been absolutely phenomenal. Take a bow. Quite remarkable. Sam Curran and the rest of the England team trudge off as de- dejected as you like because uh, that win has come completely against the head. Romario Shepherd gave West Indies the impetus also gave Shea Hope a little bit of a break he seemed to be struggling perhaps with cramps in his left hand at one point and then he came with renewed vigour and energy after the dismissal of Shepard 
and seen the team home in magnificent style. Three sixes, Sam Current has uh, racked up some uh, extreme figures. Not through his uh, allotment of 10, but I think he might well have gone for a gallon net, at least just short of it. These are the worst bowling figures, I think, by an English player with 10 overs. Yeah. Because I think Wokes was 10 for 91. So what did for he go 98. for? There we go. None for 98 for Sam Current. And, um, well, for all the talk of uh, New England, new approach, a new dawn, it is the West Indies who have watched the sun set at uh, the Sir Vivian Richards Stadium in some spectacular style. The drummers are drumming, the crowd are dancing, and uh, the England fans can barely believe what they've just witnessed. Uh, I mean, Shy Hope, just how much he's changed his career in the last year of going from a guy who, you know, hits it strike rate of 75 to think that 109 of 83 and he played that perfectly he stayed with Shepard as long as he needed to and then he went at the end he, he just found another gear and this is a guy who couldn't always find himself in the CPL and the, you know all, all of his friends are playing T20 cricket around the world and he's struggling to even you know um, score at a reasonable rate so I thought that was remarkable but Shepard you know that 48 of 28 um, the last 47 balls I, th I said they were they were flirting with needing two runs a ball um, they actually scored in the last uh, 47 balls, they scored 101 runs. So they went above uh, two runs a ball. They didn't need to worry about it because they had uh, time on their hand. Only five fours because they hit eight sixes um, at the end there. Not, not a lot of singles. Five, five twos, mostly sixes there. And, you know, obviously Shepard started it and then Hope finished it. It was brilliant effort from them. I think uh, a fellow said at, um, at one stage that they were... Um, he, he said that he would back West Indies from where they were. I looked at the win predictors. I never got a chance to say it. There are a 7% chance on some of the win predictors at that point, And they've won with seven balls to go. So Philo Wallace won, win predictor zero. Well, uh, gambling's a mugs game. I've always said it. Uh, West Indies win by four wickets. They lead the three-match series 1-0. We'll be back here again on Wednesday for uh, round two before uh, the third game is played in Barbados, a match now that England have to win to stay in the series. It has been quite a turnaround, quite an incredible last 25 overs or so of one-day international cricket as West Indies chase down 325. England must have thought at the halfway stage that they had uh, plenty on a pitch that was offering a bit of indifferent bounce, a little bit of uh, uh, up and down for the seam bowlers, certainly offered some spin. Uh, Rayan Ahmed with two for 40 would certainly attest to that. But uh, that man, Shea Hope, with his 16th one-day international 100, 109 not out, finished the game off with uh, three sixes in a row off Sam Curran. And uh, a big word, a big shout-out to Romario Shepard, who uh, came out and played an extraordinary innings. The vice-captain, 48 from 28 for the big fast bowler, finding the boundary at will and uh, scaring the life out of England's deaf bowlers to the extent that the game was a cakewalk at the end. Who would have thought it, Alex Tudor? West Indies 1-0 up. Mummy and Daddy Tudor very happy out there in Barbados before their trip over for Christmas time. And uh, the West Indian fans, well, they can go home extremely happy after a wonderful showing from their team. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Um, as you said, people just felt England want to get on this plane, go to the West Indies and, and, and show West Indies how, how they're going to play. And that just shows you, you can't take sport for granted. You've got to go out there and you've still got to show up and show your skill and the West Indies with a captain hope and as you say Shepard just gave the impetus that the West Indies need hitting big boundaries and allowing Shea Hope just to nerdle it for ones and twos when he got out 
he took over. You said he had a little cramp in his hand, really. Didn't show that effect. Wasn't Sam Curran's night with the ball. Batted well, but with the ball, very expensive. Just muddled mind, possibly, with too many slower balls. I wonder if uh, also you look at... Um you know, one of England's issues during the, the World Cup was the lack of big scores, you know, batters getting in and, and going on to make um, significant totals. Show Hope there showing the, the value of somebody batting all the way through, not letting it, leaving it up to somebody else. Um, England's batting lineup in, the, in making 325. You know, Phil Salt got off to a flyer 45 from 28 before he um, rather gave it away. Will Jacks 26 from 24. Ben Duckett got himself in 20 from 23. None of these guys batting more than 30 deliveries. Uh, and, and Harry Brook with 72 was the, the longest at the crease. Um, 72 deliveries for his 71. And so, you know, England, of course, have pushed the game forward or like to think they pushed the game forward in the Owen Morgan era in terms of worrying more about strike rates than, um, than worrying about individual scores. But at the moment, England find themselves in a position where the strike rates aren't extraordinary and batters aren't making, making significant runs. That's a long time since we've seen, you know, big hundreds from top order players who have got themselves in. Um, and perhaps, you know, that's something for England to look at. Shea Hope certainly showed the way in this innings today. Yeah, he did, Butch, and you're, and you're right. As you said, everyone bar the captain got starts. They got in, and they were batting nicely, but you then got to kick on. As you said, sometimes we're too worried about, in, in this modern era, about strike rate. Sometimes you've got to play the situation, play the ground and the wicket. Sometimes you just can't go out there and bully, bully bowlers all the time. Sometimes you've got to assess the situation. There were batters in. Go out there, get a 140, get a 150, and then people can come and play a cameo role like Sam Curran did. Brett, Bright, Bright and Cast came in and did it. They can do that. You, you've got depth and hitters lower down, but someone's got to put their hand up and say, listen, I need to make the big 100. Shea Hope done that. His 15th 100. And, that, and that's the difference between the sides, isn't it? You've got someone who's scoring regular hundreds. Yeah, he's a, a wonderful, wonderful player. It's been a fabulous day for the West Indies captain. Um, perhaps a, a word for um, Alec Antonazzi as well at the top of the uh, at the top of the innings making 66 from 65 got them off to a great start with Brandon King that 100 run partnership before uh, England broke that uh, via Rayan Ahmed so West Indies in terms of names I suppose people will be thinking to themselves well I don't recognize half the names on the score sheet um, but they're, they're part of the reason for the squad picked was that they'd give opportunities to, uh, to lesser light. Shea Hope, of course, is not a lesser light, but he's been given some assistance and the extra sort of responsibility given to somebody like Romario Shepard, who's now vice-captain and very much a senior player. Um, that's a terrific result for them because it kind of vindicates the selection in the first place. Yeah, you're right, Butch. And as you say, you know, it just gives individuals, they've not got a team that have a lot of experience you say Azari Joseph and Shea Hope are the ones that have the experience and everyone else, everyone's scratching their head to look around on their stats and, and who these players are. But they've been absolutely phenomenal and that will give them a massive lift and they go on to the next game now knowing they can chase pretty much whatever England put. You've got dangerous players, you've got someone in Shea Hope who's a gun quality player and then you've got the power of a shepherd and as you said... Uh, the young, the young man at the top there batting extremely well and uh, giving them that launch pad for the likes of Shepard to come in and do what he does. And, you know, he's a dangerous player. Phil Wallace has just joined us. Um, were you expecting that? <laughs> yes, I was expecting that. Did you look at it? <laughs> no, the, the, the beauty about this cricket is that you, we sit here and we can see things. And Sam Curran is struggling. Uh, Shepard is dangerous in the back end. 
and, and he showed his quality. That's why he's such a sought-after player in the IPL. Uh, he's very, very strong. He hits the ball to different parts of the boundary, but he hits it with power. And with Sam Kern struggling, your two spinners are out of the equation. You're only bringing back Seam, which is up West Indies Street. And again, England has gone in with five bowlers. West Indies went in with five too, but they were lucky. And they didn't even try jacks, which was, a, which was another thing. And sometimes so much pressure is on the captain that he doesn't see see things. And you have guys sitting in that dugout who should be sending messages. I don't, it's, not about, it's not about protecting yourself. You've got to look at the entire team. This is a defending champions of a World Cup that did not qualify. They've come to the Caribbean looking to rebound. You scored 320 odd, looking to win, and you've lost. So something has to be wrong with that. That, that backroom staff is not, not sending out those messages that are important to help Josh Butler. He's struggling. You can see it. Yeah, certainly uh, you could question the uh, idea that Sam Curran would get through 10 overs um, of his allotment, given how much he's struggled. He struggled in the World Cup at times. He's, he really had a bad day today. And yes, Josh Butler did have the option to, to throw the ball to Will Jacks, perhaps when uh, uh, Shimron Hetmeyer was in um, and the, the left-handers Rutherford and try and get through a few overs so that Curran wouldn't have to get through the, the whole 10. That was a decision that, uh, that wasn't taken. And, um, you know, in the end, he's ended up with uh, England's worst ever ODI figures on the way to Shea Hope smashing him for three sixes to win the game. 9.5 overs for 98 runs. This is a one-day game. This is not a four-day game. He's struggling. And Shea Hope offers his, 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 his batting, his one-day batting to another level. They're saying that the boundaries are small, but you still have to bowl the right balls to the ball for the batter to hit over the boundaries. And he bowled a lot of length deliveries, pace off. And I keep hearing Alex Tudor saying, hit the ball into the pitch. There's an indifferent bounce. Hit the ball into the pitch. But you're going pace off length. And the bowlers, the batters are just going to swing you over mid-wicket. Easy peasy. And they've done it wonderfully well. Shepard came in and read the situation good. Obviously, do what he had to do in getting and taking that pressure off of Shea Hope. But when he departed, Shea Hope just knew it was a foregone conclusion. And Senate Alzari Joseph, the newly appointed vice-captain, that was a sign of confidence. He went before Yannick Karaya, who is a batter. They send the vice-captain, who can also bat, but he sent him out there to partner his captain to say, you win this game for us, both of you, vice-captain and captain. So that speaks volumes and gives them a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of hope and a lot of confidence going into the second ODI. What about um, West Indies bowling performance then in the, in, in the first half? Um, again, a similar thing, I, I think. You, you're critical of the fact that they've only got the five bowlers there, which doesn't give you anywhere to go if someone's having a bad day. Yes, West Indies got away with it. Huh? Uh, the, 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 obviously, the slow bowlers pulled it by Moti and, and Karaya. But I think going in with five bowlers in this, in this modern ODI game is dangerous. And England saw it. When one of your bowlers are going, you don't have any manoeuvre, no room to manoeuvre. I think you need to find a sixth bowler, although they would, they would have said that Rutherford would have been the man to come in and bowl the Trundlers if required. But I still think they are bowler short. But that was a perfect one-day innings from Shea Hope. Our bowling still needs a bit of tweaking. We, we dropped some catches as well, which needs to, to be polished up. There, there was a camp before this, uh, this series started. So obviously they have to go back and say, look, we need to just polish up our fielding a lot a lot better and put some pressure on, on the English uh, batters when, they, when they're batting and let's see what they can do under pressure and we saw today that 
the reverse was when West Indies were chasing. Pressure was on the England bowlers, and they obviously succumbed to the pressure. Great stuff. Well, the West Indies have had a fantastic day, despite uh, it not being perfect. But goodness me, they'll be thinking it's uh, it's pretty close to that as far as the run chase is concerned. One of the heroes of that is Romario Shepherd. He's with Sam Millard. Romario, be honest. Five down, a lot of runs needed when he came to the crease. Did you think that was possible? Yes, I think it was possible because at the time we still had um, myself and you know Shoffin Rutherford and the skipper at the, the wicket there, and we know it's a good batting wicket, and we know. There is a hard challenge to bowl with the win, so we were targeting that end. Talk to me about your innings, because you came to the crease, you had one thing in mind really, you were striking at 200 for pretty much all of that innings. Is that one of the, the best innings you played in this format? It was breathtaking to watch. Yes, I think so, because we also won the game, so I'm going to say that is one of my best innings so far. And what about the captain there? How, how special did he play? How that innings together? That was a, a real captain's innings, wasn't it? I think he showed the whole world there his class. Yes, she Hope, we know the class of she Hope, so, you know, today is just one of those um, innings that he normally play for us, and, you know, it's good to see that, you know, he stayed there to the end and get his team over the line. What were you thinking at the halfway stage? England won the toss, chose to bat. Did you think at the time, maybe, they had a few, a few, a few more than you would have liked? At the time, I definitely we think we pulled back the game a lot because when you're looking at the start, they, they were looking up 400. <laughs> so when we got to 326 in the in the meeting, you know, our coach told us that we're going to get this because it's a good batting wicket and we have some good batsmen in there. Yeah. We know it's been a challenging time for the West Indies not being in the in the last Cricket World Cup. Many people can't quite think of a world where the West Indies aren't in a, in a World Cup. But is this the first step now for the West Indies to try and have a, a really good six-month period building into that into that T20 World Cup here on home soil because it's clearly a very talented team. Yes, it's for us to be consistent because we, we, we have been scoring 300 here and there, but, you know, this I think this bunch of guys is a solid bunch of guys and it's for us to be consistent. We, we need to, you know, capitalise on these kind of moments. You know, we got a um, first win on the board in this three-match series. It's for us to go now think and type, try to repeat what we did this game into the next game and into the other game for us. And what about this place here? It's still absolutely rocking, isn't it? Antigua, some place to play your cricket. Yeah, we have a lot of support here. And, you know, the English guy has had a, a, a really big turnout for them. And for us, you know, in the end, when, when I was batting here, you know, the crowd was, you know, vibing. And I need some help. You're, they're vibing. We want to vibe tonight. I'm led to believe Sunday night, Shirley Heights is the place to be. Is is that true? <laughs> I'm not sure. No, don't lie to me. The, the smile sure. says it all, no? Shirley Heights tonight? No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> From Mario Shepherd there, trying to, well, being goaded to get out on the uh, out on the town by uh, Sam Ellard. But I think with that game coming up in in a couple of days' time with West Indies one 0 up, he'd be better off getting an ice bath and uh, putting his feet up. Um, superb. He mentioned there, uh, Philo, that, uh, that consistency is a key for the West Indies, and that's pretty much the case all the time, isn't it? The capital C, though, Mark. You don't become consistent with a common C. So you have to be consistent with the capital C so you can see it, that it, it means something. And obviously, to, to start this series with a victory, with two more to go, it is important that West Indies take this momentum into that second game. There's just a day between, a day break between these, two days break between this game and the next game. So they just need to reflect, enjoy the moment as it is, but then come practice there or whatever it is. You, you get back into the zone and you look at what you have done in that first game that was successful. And obviously look to repeat it uh, in the second game. England will have to do some reflecting. Uh, they tried things that did not work. Uh, and, and, and they will say, well, look, we, we got 320 yards, but we need to have carried on some more. Maybe if this person has scored another 15 runs, we would have gotten maybe 340, 350. But there's a, there's, this is a time now for West Indies to enjoy 
the moment Captain Shearhawk continues to lead, and obviously he will now sell them. Look, we are one up, one with two to go. We need to win one more and win this series convincingly, and then move into the T20s. It's all about momentum right now for cricket West. For Phil Oaks, thank you very much for your thoughts. A splendid day and wonderful one chase, run chase for the West Indies. I know waiting patiently out there at the moment is an Antiguan legend, Sir Curtly Ambrose. Uh, what did you make of that, Curtly? It was certainly a fantastic game of cricket. You know, um, very, very good batting by the consistent Shea Hope. We all know how prolific he has been in this format for the West Indies. And he once again showed his class. Romario Shepard played a cameo that really changed the game and tilted the balance over to the West Indies. But generally, for me, it was a wonderful game of cricket. Both teams played well. And that was really, really good for the spectators that are here. Now, you, I know you didn't uh, get the chance to play at the Sir Vivian Richards ground, but uh, it, had you been bowling out there at the back end, on that surface in particular, um, would you have been uh, bothering too much with slower balls or would you have just been pounding away at that surface with the indifferent bounce? Well, I mean, back when I played, which was many, 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 many years ago, <laughs> you know, the slower balls weren't a huge thing then very very few bowlers used to use the slow ball you know for me back then especially in the death overs for me was more yorker length deliveries you know because i backed myself to execute my yorkers more often than not but if i was playing in today's cricket obviously because the game has changed so much i would have have developed a slower delivery and other different variations because of the game is played now. But um, I just thought that England should have scored a little bit more, cons considering the way they started, putting on 70-odd in the first 10 overs in a hurry. And then I thought they fell away, you know, in the middle and towards the back end. There was not a century scored, only one half century. Other guys gotten starts and didn't carry on. But quite frankly, I thought they should have scored a lot more runs than that. I want to hear your thoughts on, on the West Indies bowling. Uh, Azari Joseph, who's been elevated to vice-captain, and also the bowling of Ocean Thomas. What you, what you think of him? Should he have been given the opportunity to bowl the new ball, you think? I, I thought that would have been the, the case. You know, Azari Joseph and Ocean Thomas. The extra pace, you know, probably with a bit of preparation, moisture might have made a bit of a difference. Romario Shepard, on the other hand, tend to bowl okay, you know, with a new ball as well. But I would have preferred to see Alzari and O'Shane with the new ball. And then Romario Shepard could have come after, you know, but it wasn't to be. And the way the boat openers played, would it have made a difference if O'Shane Thomas was the other bowler part of Alzari? I am not so sure because they really got off to a flyer. You know, but um, I would prefer to see O'Shane and Alzawi with the new ball. Okay, well, perhaps we'll uh, get that uh, on Wednesday if you uh, pass a message or two through to the, the West Indies dressing room. For, for now, we look forward to hearing from you on Wednesday, Sir Curley. Thanks for your thoughts. Go and uh, get that bass out and play a few tunes for Shea Hope because that was quite magnificent. It certainly was, and uh, that should really give them some confidence going into the next game in a couple of days' time. You know, but uh, I'm quite sure England will bounce back. They will go and have a look at where they went wrong. And I'm sure they will bounce back and probably do a lot better on Wednesday. But like I said before, I think they should have scored more. But okay. congrats to the West Indies. 
They played a magnificent, magnificent game and deserve to win. They certainly did. Thank you, uh, Sir Curly Ambrose from uh, North no Sound and Fabulous stuff. I think now uh, we'll get the chance to hear from uh, the England captain, Josh Butler, who's with uh, Sam Ellard. Josh, thank you for your time. Um, obviously, a, a tough one to take. How did that game, do you think, at the back there get away from England? Yeah, I thought um, credit to the, the West Indies guys. There. I thought they batted outstandingly well. At the end, some fantastic hitting. Um, you know, they had a lot to do and, and they played really well. So I thought it was a really good performance from us uh, for the majority. I thought um, the wicket may have just got a little bit better at the end. You know, I thought they played some fantastic shots, but I thought we put up a really good score. Uh, we did a lot of things really well and we just couldn't quite close it out. If we go right back to the beginning of the day and the, and the positives, um, 80 runs on the board after eight overs. Was that a real positive to see the two guys at the top of the order going hard and getting the innings off to a flyer? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I thought those two guys were brilliant in the way they set the tone. Um, you know, in the first over, Phil Salt whacking one straight back down the ground and um, you know, just playing his natural game and asserting himself. So uh, I thought it was a, a great effort from us to get up to the score we did. Um, and we did a lot of things really well with the ball. We just couldn't quite close it out. Yeah. How tough is it as a captain when you've got you know, one guy at the crease who's striking at 200? Obviously, Shea played, played a great innings as well. How hard can it be behind the stumps when it feels like everything you do, every ball you try and bowl, is getting pumped for six runs? Yeah, I think um, you know, credit to them. They, they played really well, some fantastic hitting. Um, you know, they, they managed to find the boundary when they needed to. Um, and, and yeah, sometimes you, you have to say well played to the other guys. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channel Eyes Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bowl & Branch Sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl & Branch Sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code BUTTERY. So head to bollandbranch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Well, it's not the first time we've heard a disappointed-sounding Joss Butler at the back end of a one-day international over the last couple of months, uh, Phil O'Wallace. Um, 
was there anything that he could have done, you know, perhaps tactically and during the run chase to have uh, to have curtailed that partnership, to have broken that partnership, or at least made it more difficult for the West Indies at the end? Oh, maybe he, he, obviously he went with his five trusted bowlers, but there's Will Jacks, who could be the X factor, and he could have gone to Will Jacks and said, "Look, Will, I need to get a wicket here. If you get a wicket or two, we'll pull you out and go back to the main bowlers." He, obviously, clearly Sam Kerner was struggling, but Josh believed that his five bowlers could have pulled him out of the rut. Maybe he underestimated the, the, the batting ability of Shepard. And when Shepard really got in, he realized, oops, things are too late now uh, to bring Will Jacks. He's under the pump, not a good World Cup. Uh, he's come to the Caribbean with, with renewed vigor. He said he's the man to lead England. The court said, yes, they're the ones who are going to revive the, the, the white ball format, the 50 ball format for England. And they've started badly. Yes, they would have wanted a, a few more runs. But what you scored is what you have to defend. There's no more few runs, a few runs you can get. You, you scored whatever you scored, you have to defend it. And if, if the ball a bit better, hit the, hit the pitch a bit harder with the deliveries, maybe, maybe they could have pushed the, 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 the West Indies batters further. But you allow you know, a lot of light deliveries to be bowled. And, and the guys are going to hit the ball hard. They're, they're strong. The, the boundaries are not as big. And they're just hitting the ball as Shepard said. They targeted Sam Curran. And once you find that guy that you're going to target, it's going to be hard to come back. And I think they missed the plot again by going in with five straightforward bowlers. There must be somebody in that, on that bench that they can rely on to be a sixth bowler that can also help with the batting. Mm, OK, well, it's uh, another sad day for uh, the England team and particularly for their captain, Joss Butler. But it's been a quite magnificent day for West Indies and for Shea Hope. Thank you very much to Phil Wallace, Alex Tudor uh, and all of our guests here on TalkSport 2. That just about does it for the cricket. Don't forget, we'll be back on Wednesday. A later start this time, 5.30 in the evening here on TalkSport 2. The venue will be Antigua. Will the 11s be the same? Who knows? The West Indies, you would imagine, will be quite happy to field exactly the same team that have just turned over England here in a record run chase at the Sir Vivian Richards ground. You've been listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. If you missed any of the show or wish to catch up, you can download the podcast. Now available via the free TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, for more cricket content, you can listen to The Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 every Tuesday evening as Neil Manthorpe and Double Ashes winners Steve Harmison debate the biggest stories with a host of big names. And if you want to send us a question to a member of the TalkSport team, you can tweet us at cricket underscore TS and we'll answer your question on the next podcast. But for now, you've been listening to Following On. Following On.